Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Cancer podcast. I'm so excited to be back with you today. Hope everyone is having a beautiful Thursday, beautiful start to your day or beautiful afternoon or that you had a good day today or whatever day it is that you're listening. I'm so excited to be back with you and have a friend on the podcast today. She is someone that I've been dying to have on since literally the minute I thought of having this podcast and it is Gigi. Gigi Trends on Instagram, TikTok, all the things. Definitely go follow her. She is one of the first girls that I became IRL friends with from Instagram. She is such a beautiful soul, such a sweet person. So many good tidbits in this episode. So don't want to ramble too long, but I do want to do a quick suck and sweet. Um, My suck this week is just that Mercury retrograde kind of screwed me over, but I'm really happy it's now back on track. Totally know what the hell that means, but um, the little I do know, it definitely you know, messed with me a little bit. So I'm really glad that Mercury is back on track. And my suite of the week is that I took my composite photos recently and they're going to be hanging on the law school walls forever. And basically it means that no matter what I do, where I go, but I get to leave a legacy at the University of Tennessee College of Law and I will forever be hanging on the walls in the library so people can see it. And it feels really, really good to know that I, you know, a piece of me that will always be in the library where I spent so much time during law school. And it's just crazy to think that graduation is right around the corner. And it kind of hit me as we were taking the composite. That was my suite, even though it's bittersweet, is just taking my composite photos and being one step closer to graduation. Um, And that's a really exciting moment. But yeah, without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Gigi, and I hope you guys love this episode because I loved having this conversation. So without further ado, meet Gigi. I am so happy you came on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you. This is something that we've been talking about doing since before I even started one on Clubhouse and just since we ever connected, like ever since we connected on Instagram. I don't even remember when we started following each other, but we became friends like right away. And funny enough, it's been a while. It's been a long time. And funny enough, we're sorority sisters, even though we didn't know that for like months after we started following each other. But you're originally from New York or New York, New Jersey, and now you're in LA. So what, what made you move to LA? Like talk about where you're from, how you grew up college and then moving to LA. Sure. So I'm originally from New Jersey, just suburban town, New Jersey. Um, grew up with my mom, my dad, my brothers. Um, I love my family. I'm very close with them, but I knew I always wanted to get out of my small town. It just, I never liked it. It was never for me. I always craved something bigger. And ironically enough, ever since I was a little girl, ever since I can remember, I always said one day I'm going to live in California. You could ask anyone I know. I always said that. I always knew in my mind that I wanted to be in California. I don't know if it's an East Coast thing. I grew up seeing like LA on TV, watching Laguna Beach and the hills. And I was like, that's where I want to be. That looks fun. That looks more 
for me. I just didn't fit into the East Coast really. Um, so I knew I wanted to go away for college and my grandparents actually lived in Arizona. And so my mom felt super comfortable, like maybe we should check out Arizona because at least you'll have some family there. So me and my mom flew out to Arizona. We toured both colleges there and I stepped on Arizona State's campus and I just fell in love with it. Like they have this um, pathway called Palm Walk and it's just all the tall palm trees. And I was like, this, this is it. Like, this is where I'm going to school. And to be honest, like ASU is pretty easy to get into. I was always a good student, but I honestly didn't have like the best grades. And I was like, I think I can get into ASU. Like, I think I could do this. Um, so yeah, so I ended up going to Arizona State and I really loved it. Um, I would have stayed there. Honestly, I had good friends there. I loved ASU. I loved Arizona. I loved the weather, but I knew I was going to Los Angeles. That was just always in the cards for me. So when I met my boyfriend, he actually grew up in LA. Strangely enough, I feel like it's rare to meet people that grew up in LA, but he was born and raised in Los Angeles. Um, so it was perfect. He wanted to come back here after college and I wanted to come here. So it worked out and we moved together here in the winter of 2018. Where in, where in Arizona is ASU? Is it in like it's temp, right? Or It's in a city called Tempe, which is, it's right by Phoenix, Scottsdale. It's all, it's all super close, but yeah, it's in Tempe. I was like, I, I was like, I know it's not um, the one that's like out, like in the middle of nowhere. It was closer to the city, but. Yeah, it's closer to the city, which was more my vibe. I toured U of A too. And I was like scared out of my mind. I was like, I cannot go here. This is too deserted for me. Um, I grew up going to like New York City every weekend with my friends and going to raves and stuff. I was like, there's no way I'm moving to like the absolute middle of nowhere. I needed some city life by me for sure. What was it like going to the desert though? Like coming from New York, New Jersey area where it's like there's true winter and it's like there's it gets hot in the summer but like there's seasons like to just now desert like what was that temp the weather? It was yeah it was very different but I loved it. It honestly felt like vacation. <laughs> I was like, this is not real. I mean, it gets really, really hot there. I was not used to that. I remember my first day on campus walking to classes and you just walk in this lecture hall and everyone is like sweaty, but we're all doing it together. And there's pool parties and it's just, it's a fun school, but I also did really learn a lot. I mean, ASU gets a rep as like a party school, but I learned so much. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, it's funny. We, you and I both went to the two largest schools in the country, and that like UCF is also like gets that party school rep. And I won't say I learned a lot there academically, but I learned a lot about myself. So it was a great experience. But what did you study in college? So my degree is in journalism and mass communication. Um, the great thing about the journalism school at ASU is that they teach you all aspects of journalism. So we learned written journalism if you want to write for a you know digital newspaper I was going to say newspaper but like regular it's all online now um written broadcast um public relations and so 
you take all these different courses and learn, and then you get to pick which path you want to go down. So I chose public relations and I learned a lot about social media and like new media, video, photography, everything I do now I learned in school. That's awesome. That like, I love that when like, cause for me, I learned it all by doing, but and you can learn this all by doing, but it's also really helpful, the skills you get in school that, and then they translate. And it seems like you really were able to, to do that. And like the, the skills you learned in school help you every day. And it shows because you have now built your own social media marketing company, Soul Dream Social. So talk about moving to LA, working like odd jobs, or did you just jump into content creation? When did you start creating content, your blog? and Instagram? Sure. So I had always heard about blogs. And I mean, ever since I was a little girl, I loved writing for one. I'm like a big writer. I want to like write books one day. It's something I don't talk about a lot, but writing is a really big passion of mine. And I always loved fashion. I used to cut up old t-shirts and think I was like a fashion designer or something. But I loved fashion and I loved writing. And I feel like when I was in college, I started hearing a lot about fashion bloggers. I was like, ooh, that seems like something that'd be really good for me because it's combining two things that I absolutely love. So junior year of college, 2017, I started my fashion blog, GG Trends. Um, So yeah, I started blogging and then I started to learn more about Instagram too. I actually started on the blog and then realized you have to be on a social media platform as well. So I was like, okay, I got to be on Instagram. So just kind of learned as I went. But again, the great thing is I did learn a little bit about like Photoshop and taking video and all that stuff in my college courses. And so I'm so grateful that I had a little bit of knowledge kind of going into it. Um, so yeah, started that junior year of college and then, yeah, I've had my blog for 2021. So a couple of years now, which is crazy. Yeah, that's wild that you started on the blog and then started the Instagram because I feel like that's so opposite. A lot of girls, like there's either one of two ways. You have a personal Instagram that you created right when Instagram came out and you transitioned that to be like your content creation as well. And you have just one Instagram and some people keep that one as their personal and they create a business Instagram that is their content creation one. So do you have two or is the one that you started to go with your blog also your personal? So it was, it was my personal Instagram. I mean, you would post a picture, you know, getting ready for a night out or at a pool party, stuff like that. I had a few photos like that, but definitely wasn't consistent. And I don't remember at the time seeing like a lot of content creators or influencers. So I feel like for my personal experience, like, starting the blog and then also watching a lot of YouTubers because I've always been super into YouTube. I remember, I don't know if you watch like beauty gurus, but like Michelle Fawn, one of the first beauty gurus. And so I always followed them and I started to notice that they would be promoting their Instagram. And so it all kind of worked that way. Um, But yeah, so started the blog and then when I came out to LA, I know I knew this is a place to take it super seriously. There's a lot of people doing blogging, influence, and content creation out here. And so I figured, you know, I'm going to do this and, and see where it goes. 
you can't expect to grow overnight or have a certain huge following and make this a career right away. So when I moved out to LA, I figured I want to get a job in social media because that's my passion. And so I can do it as a job and then also kind of do this as like my side hustle, so to speak, a hobby. Um, so that's exactly what I did. I got a job for an interior designer and I just managed her social media. It was kind of like a part-time thing. So I had time to still take content for GG Trends, which was awesome. So I had that job for a couple months. I was a temporary marketing assistant. So I mean, odd jobs, they were they were full-time real jobs. Um, but yeah, then the pandemic hit. Yeah. What was that like transitioning to, because now you're full-time content yourself and Soul Dream Social and you have your own clients and that definitely is, allows you to be full-time and have the income and takes up your time. But what was it initially like with the pandemic? So I started on this platform called Upwork. I don't know if you've heard of it, but basically you can apply to like freelance jobs. So people are looking for social media managers on there. They're looking for someone to help them write blog posts, all sorts of things. Um, so I started on Upwork, I want to say January, 2020. So at the start of 2020, before the pandemic hit, and I loved it. I got a few clients on there and I was making decent money. I wasn't making necessarily like full-time salary, but I was kind of making enough. You know, I lived with my boyfriend and he was working as well. So luckily we kind of had that double income, which I'm super grateful for. So had a few clients and then, you know, March hits and I lost clients and I was like, what am I going to do? because I was banking on starting this freelance journey and people aren't hiring right now. Well, people don't know what's going to happen with their income or if they're going to make any business. So I had a few like odd jobs here and there, but nothing really solid. Um, and I read this book, actually, it's called The War of Art not the art of war, but it's called the war of art. And it's like a creative spin, I guess, on the art of war, which is a really popular book. And I don't know what it was about that book. I think it was just super motivating. And it made me have the idea to start my own social media business. That's awesome. I'm gonna, I'll share that book when it comes out, writing it down. Yes, I always recommend it. It's, it's a really easy read. I think I read it in like two days. Yeah, I, I love The Art of War. I need to actually finish it. But you know what made me want to read The Art of War? Do you remember like um, the Bring It On, the Dueling Dragons one? Did you watch those movies? Like the cheerleading movies? Yes. Yeah. Cassie Cerebo's character always carries it around. And like, I was like, what is that book? And my dad's like, I have it. Like, I was like, I need to go buy that book. He's like, I have it right here. It was like a different like cover of it. That book is so old. Mm -hmm. But it's in my bookshelf at home. My parents office and I definitely like that one and 47 laws of power like they've always told me to read growing up and then I never wanted to read it because they told me but I see it on tv and I'm like oh now I want to read it so I need to finish that but that's a I'm gonna share that when this goes out so yeah you so you started soul dream social tell me a little tell us a little bit about soul dream social what your services are um and what it's like to build your own company and market it 
Yeah, so Soul Dream Social is a social media and branding studio. I really believe in aesthetics and social media design, but I also know that social media design and aesthetic is nothing without a creative strategy behind it. Um, I'm very much a creative person. Like I love creative direction. That was a job path I was considering for a while was being a creative director, which is kind of hard to get into. You have to like work your way up to that. Um, but I love that. And so I was like, I'm going to try and do that in my own business. Um, so yeah, it's been really great. I launched it in October of 2020. So coming up on a year, which is crazy. So wild. So crazy. I'm definitely not where I want to be in terms of like scaling it, but I had no business background. And so for the last year, I've been learning by mistake and by best way to learn I feel like what resources have you like podcasts or youtubers or books or anything any resources that have helped you in learning the business side of things sure um so when I got the idea to start my business it was around June July of 2020 and so I just like dove into watching a ton of YouTube videos and also listening to podcasts I listened to a lot of like how I built this by Guy Raz, just learning how other people started their businesses. Uh, the Skinny Confidential is really great. She has a lot of business owners on. And so, yeah, I would just, anything I saw on freelancing, social media, starting a business, I would just listen and learn and observe and take notes really. Um, also during that time, I taught myself Photoshop. So that took up a lot of time. I mean, yeah, I just like totally learned everything on my own and just a lot of YouTube tutorials. There's a lot of great stuff on there. Yeah. Do you, is, is it more rewarding because you had to learn it yourself? Do you think? Um, it's really stressful at times, but I always knew that I would work for myself. My dad's an entrepreneur. Um, he started a business with my uncle and my grandfather, like, years and years and years ago 35 plus years ago and so growing up I watched him have his own business and kind of be the boss um and so that was always super inspiring to me my dad's kind of like my role model and I always knew like that's the path I wanted to go down I just didn't know exactly what that meant I've always had a lot of interests like writing and fashion and and social media you know came a little bit later but I had no idea what exactly I wanted to do or what kind of business I wanted to start um, until I started freelancing and realizing that I loved helping small businesses build their social presence. Just the feedback I received from clients, it was so rewarding. And then also building my personal platform. I feel like I really have the knowledge on like how to build a brand online and yeah, it's definitely very rewarding, but it's not the easiest journey. Definitely not. No, no one says it's going to be easy, but I, I think that's so beautiful. Like I've always said I wanted to be an entrepreneur too, but I still chose the traditional path because I knew that I wanted to use my legal degree as more than I've always wanted to be a lawyer, but I always wanted to be more than a traditional lawyer. And at times I got sucked into the traditional path, but now I'm kind of finding my way. And I think knowing, being, surrounding yourself with role models and resources like that, that show you people around you doing it and how to do it. And it, and like 
that's a good, you, you fell into it naturally by doing freelance and the, like kind of the pandemic kind of jump started it for you. But I think that's so beautiful knowing that you want to build something yourself and then using your skills and passions to help you get there. Because some people say they, they don't, you know, I don't want to work for anyone else. I want to be my own boss, but they don't have an idea. They don't have anything. It's actually, they don't know what they're actually going to do. They just want to do it. And you, you need to have the idea and you need to have the, the passion for it. And like, the resources to do it. So I think that's really beautiful. And something you said, building your personal brand. So your personal brand is your Instagram, your own personal Instagram and your TikTok. And you've, you're really killing it on TikTok and you, you you have a great fashion sense. Like where did your sense of style, your fashion sense, and like, where do you get your inspiration for content creation? Sure. So I've always loved fashion magazines. Like ever since I was little, I would always make sure I bought fashion magazines. And so I feel like in the traditional way, I've always seen style that way. But I'm kind of weird. Like I just get inspiration from the most random things. I get really inspired when I travel and like experiencing even in different states, like going back to the East Coast and seeing what people are wearing and what's in there or like going down to Florida, like just traveling in general, like I get inspired by places um, and interior design and Pinterest, of course. I mean, everyone's scrolling on Pinterest and getting inspiration there. That's, of course, a great place as well. I would say my style's pretty minimalistic and simple, but I do still like to have fun with it. I kind of just believe in wearing whatever you want. I don't think you need to stick to a certain type of style in my Instagram bio I describe my style as like edgy and feminine um because I love to be edgy but I'm not like super super edgy um I've always had like that feminine side to me like classy but like sexy so I guess like edgy and feminine is like the best way to describe my style yeah, it definitely is. You definitely have that edge to you. The darker, the moodier edits, definitely you keep that pretty much year round, even though it's like tends to be more of like a fall thing. That is definitely something notable of you. You're wearing black right now. Um, that's you definitely this is the edgy side, but then you have like the little dresses and like the bold red lip or the red blazer, or you know, you do have like both. And I think that's really cool. And I, I like that you said that you don't want to stick to yourself like in one box like in one specific style because I think that's the best part when you're just having fun with it and like you know one day you're one thing and the next day you're another and just kind of whatever the mood is like that's where you're going with but your your basic pieces they take you from each style you want to be a part of so I think yeah like having a good like you you have you start with a good set of like basic principles a good foundation not just wardrobe but like I'm always you know you always wear like a tank top and then you start with the basic tank top and you can take that however many different ways you want. So I think that's really cool. So you started Instagram a few years ago. You recently are kind of blowing up on TikTok. You it's like, I love watching your TikToks and your reels. Like where does that inspiration come from? Where did, when did you start your TikTok and how did, how, how have you grown your TikTok? TikTok's a very frustrating platform for me because I I just can't figure it out. But I've realized with TikTok, like I just like to have fun. And so Instagram for me is like a highlight reel and like a showcase of like my best photos and best moments. And TikTok is just like super fun. 
I just like to have fun on there. So I'll show outfits, but I'll also do like lip sync videos and like go along with whatever is trending. But I've actually always loved video content. I know some people, a lot of people really hate that social media is going into video, but I personally love video. I learned it in college and um, like editing and filming and stuff. And so I've always liked video content. I think it's really fun. And I think you could showcase a lot more of your personality that way, which is why I need to get back into my YouTube channel. People always tell me they're like, you need to just film videos because you're really good when you're speaking and you can't see that really on your Instagram. And so start doing vlogs. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, but I just haven't filmed in so long. I feel you. I, I, we were talking about this off air. Like I struggle with video content because I never learned how to do it. But I think had I learned it in college, like you did, I maybe I would love it more because I like watching YouTube. I grew up watching YouTube too. I just, it just doesn't seem like me, but I, I agree. I love talking and I express myself better in talking than I do in pictures. So that's why the podcast was a better medium for me. I think I want to do more mini vlogs on reels, but I just don't necessarily want to do long form content because I enjoyed the podcast medium a little bit more but I think you would do really well with vlogs on YouTube because it's like your TikTok but longer I didn't know you had a YouTube channel at least I don't think I did but I think you would be good at it I haven't yeah I haven't posted in a while but I think a point that I want to bring up now that you mentioned that is like you should do whatever makes you happy and whatever you're passionate about. I feel like, you know, we were talking about me starting a business. I feel like we're in the age of start your own business, be your own boss, but it's really not for everyone. Starting a business is really freaking hard. Like it's, you have to want to do that. I've always known that I wanted to work for myself. I'm really bad at working for other people. I'm great on a team. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like it. It sucks the energy out of me. And being able to have my own schedule and freedom is like what I crave. And so that's why I started a business. But I think it's important for everyone listening to remember, just do whatever makes you happy. If you want to work an office job and work with a team of people, like that's awesome. Sometimes I miss that. Sometimes I miss seeing people every day and like having those connections and mingling with coworkers and stuff. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of pressure almost to start a business or start a YouTube channel or you have to be on TikTok or whatever. But find, if you do want to do social media, I think it's important to find a platform that you're happy doing. Because if you're going to do it all the time, you want it to make you happy and you want it to fuel you. This is such a great segue to wellness, which we want to talk about, but it's so true. You have to know your strengths. You have to, because it, it's really rewarding and it's really fun building a brand and all of it, but it's eat, sleep, breathe, like your business, like you're in the trenches of it. It's not all glamorous. And I think that's such a great point that you brought up too, because it's, we make it look glamorous online, but because no one really wants to see the behind the scenes or not everyone can show the behind the scenes in a way that actually like, still inspires people to do it. I think that's really hard too, because you're going to, it's going to be really hard and you want to complain, but you don't want it to be negative complaining. You want it to be like productive complaining and like showing people like tips and tricks. So I think that's so true. Like it's not for everyone. And like, if you think you want to do it, you have to give it a shot and see what happens, but it's okay if it doesn't work out and it's okay to want a nine to five traditional job 
you know, someone's got to do it. And if that person is you, because that's just better for you and you enjoy the collaboration, the teamwork and sitting down in an office and having like, you know, like, I don't know, just if that's your thing, that's your thing. You don't, just because everyone else is doing it, you don't have to do it too. And I think that's such a hard part about being an influencer right now is it like, it's so, everyone keeps saying the industry's saturated and it's really not, there's a white space for everyone. You just have to find it. But what what is oversaturated, I believe, is people doing it for the wrong reasons or doing it just because everyone else is. Like, you're not gonna be successful that way because- you can tell that you're not having fun with it. You can tell that it's forced. And if you're having to force it, maybe it's time to reevaluate that it's not for you. So I'm really glad you brought that up. And with that, something that you and I have talked about a lot that is so important is wellness and knowing your strengths, knowing what makes you happy, knowing what makes you passionate, what makes you want to get up in the morning. So can you talk a little bit about your own wellness journey and how listening to your body and listening to what makes you happy and what fuels you has helped you in your business, but also in your personal life? Yeah, absolutely. It's something I'm really passionate about because my whole life, I've always tried to follow my gut, my gut instincts and, you know, everything happening for a reason and whatever. So I've always loved healthy eating for one. So wellness in that way, my mom always jokes and she always loves to tell people I was that child that would complain that she wasn't buying enough fruit. Like (laughs) I would be like, mom, there's too many chips in the house. We don't need this. We need strawberries and fruit. Like I was that kid now, but I was not that kid. (laughs) I was so that kid. So I mean, that just kind of like explains a little bit about me. I'm weird, but, um, yeah. So I've always been into healthy eating. Um, and then in college actually, so I've always suffered with acne. It's just, it kind of an ongoing battle for me. It's just something that I deal with. Sometimes my skin's really great. Sometimes it's not. So because of that, I kind of wanted to figure out what was going on. So when I was at school in Arizona, I found this naturopathic doctor and we did a bunch of tests. So she tested like my hormones and we did food sensitivity tests. And she found that I was sensitive to like a bunch of foods um which is usually correlated with like leaky gut and like keep in mind I'm not an expert but this was just my experience and what I was told by the doctor um and so we went on this four-month journey to cutting out all of these foods which keep in mind is dairy eggs and gluten which is very hard because that is in literally everything so went on that four-month journey and I feel like through that I learned the importance of like taking care of your body from the inside out and like exercise. I also learned kind of later in college, I would say more when I came out to LA manifestation and journaling and meditating and all this wellness stuff that we love. Um, And now it's just kind of my lifestyle. I'm glad you brought up one, listening to your gut, listening to your instinct, because it's something I'm really leaning into and I, I talk a lot about. And so do you, but it's so true. And like, I love that you found it at an early age like in college. And I want to, when I move home, go to a holistic doctor, a, neuro, a naturopathic doctor and learn about all of that. Cause I'm currently going through the same journey that you went through. Not so much with the foods. Cause I'm not allergic to anything. I might be sensitive and I want to explore that, but my hormone levels, like for me, it's the hormonal ba- imbalance. 
and that all comes with the gut too. So I think so special that you, you were able to learn it at an early age. Do you think moving out to LA helps with that? Because it is a more wellness and like woo woo, but in a good way for us, like place to be. Do you think it would have been different had you gone back to the East coast? I don't think so because I feel like it's just who I am. Um, I'm very much like, I don't follow the trends or like follow the status quo. I don't know if that's the right word, but I've always loved healthy eating. Like I said, so like me going to get like five celery juices at the start of this week, like I did, like that's just normal for me. Sure. I heard about celery juice, but I actually like enjoy it every morning, which is so weird, but I guess like it's nice to have those opportunities and resources and healthy eating spots like available to me here. And people are very focused on like exercise and stuff. Um, But yeah, it's just kind of what I like. But yeah, I would say being in a city that appreciates it so much is definitely helpful. I do not like celery. So I have not got on, on the celery juice train, but I'm also... I, I never really liked fast food and I've never been a sweets person, but growing up in a Latin household, it was very heavy on like grease and fat and rice, especially. So it's been a struggle when I'm home because that's what's for dinner versus like when I'm myself cooking, but I gravitate more towards the healthy foods too. So, and Miami is starting to become more health and wellness minded. So I'm glad that when I move home, I'll have a lot more accessibility to that because I don't get that in Tennessee. Everything is freaking fast food, but um, I've never really liked it. So I think it's, it's true. If it's something that you gravitate toward towards too, and you, you lean into that and, and it's important to, to not follow the trends just because something is working for everybody. One doesn't mean it's good for you or them. So don't follow the trends, just do what works for you. But if you want to, do you have any tips for someone who wants to get into health and wellness but has never been into it before like some easy like ways to start transitioning into that sure I think it all starts with um I think what I would start with if I was just giving anyone advice to just starting out is putting your mental health first um it it all correlates like our mental our physical our emotional it all correlates And the biggest life changer for me was journaling every morning. I'm someone that I'm really trying to be better, but I'm someone that's always kind of like buried everything. And I never wanted to like be a burden on anyone. So I tend to kind of like keep to myself a little bit more when it comes to like my emotions and what I'm feeling and kind of like put on the space. That's just kind of how I am. But something that's really helped is journaling because that's my outlet and that's how I get all of my thoughts out. And if I'm having anxiety about anything, I, I write it out. And writing is like therapy for me too. So I think journaling at the start of your day is really, really helpful. And if that's not your thing, like listening to a quick five minute meditation on YouTube, there's so many of them. Something small at the start of your day to kind of shift your mindset into something positive is what I would start with. And then you can kind of go from there. That's such a good one. I'm not the journal type, but for me, podcasts and like talking to people like that's, I'm more of a verbal like journal. So sometimes I want to get better about like recording voice notes and like those aren't going to be shared, but also recording these episodes like the last few weeks with the people that I've had on, like that to me is therapy for me. So 
I agree. Yeah. If journaling isn't necessarily for you, that's okay, but find some sort of outlet. Um, or for me also going for walks and listening to like soft jazz or like bossa nova or like, like literally like ballet music sometimes like, and just like going for a walk and being out in nature in the morning, starting my day with that movement is so, so important. So I love that. And you've brought up a lot writing and earlier you said, you think you want to write a book. Like, do you, would you write like nonfiction? Would you write fiction? Like, would you write like novels or it be more like an entrepreneurship guide, like a guide or what kind of books do you want to write? Like, where do you see yourself leaning? Do you see yourself leaning into that journey soon or like five, 10 years from now? Or like, where, where do you see that going for you? That's a great question. I, I have a lot of goals for myself, like huge goals, which I think is so important. I think have all of these amazing life goals for yourself and like work towards them every day. I, you know, I want to have more businesses. Soul Dream Social isn't my end all be all. I love it. Don't get me wrong. And I love helping people with social media. I hope to build that and scale it and maybe make it an agency and hire employees and then start another business with something that I'm really passionate about. I have a lot of ideas, but that's a really good question. So when I was little, I used to actually write like fiction books in my notebooks at school. Um, I used to just like make up stories. And so fiction is something I've always liked, but I also like teaching and educating people. So I can see myself maybe writing like, I don't know, some sort of business book or like my journey, just like writing down my journey. I'm not really sure I don't think it's anything that I'm going to do anytime soon unless I get like a feeling about it like I did with my business. I got that really strong feeling that I needed to start a business. Um, I'm kind of like an intuitive person. You could tell I talk a lot about like following my gut and like getting feelings and stuff. And so just whatever happens, happens. Um, I would say not anytime soon, but you never know. Yeah, I'm a really intuitive person too. Do you have any of those stories that you've written? Do you know if you still have them in your notebooks? No, I feel like my mom might have them or I like hid them somewhere because I was embarrassed, which like looking back at it now, I'm like, that's so cool. Like that, I'm impressed with myself. But when I was little, I was like, I was a very shy kid and I would get like embarrassed very easily. I also had like lots of anxieties growing up and stuff. So things I look back on now and I think are cool at the time I was like this is embarrassing (laughs) I think it would be so cool to go back and see like even if you never share them but just to look to see them and you brought up a good point like being proud of yourself like the like even though back then you weren't or you were shy or you were embarrassed or whatever it is like looking back now like seeing how far you've come your growth your your mental health journey, your wellness journey, your business journey, like being such an intuitive person. I think you and I both like, we get to like grow up and look back at that. And like, it's really cool to be proud of yourself. And I think that's something that goes to with the wellness journey. Like you have to be proud of how far you've come. I actually shared that yesterday. Well, I don't know when this will go out, but I shared that on my Instagram. Um, I share a lot of quotes like that. Just like being proud of like the journey you're on and like looking back and being like the, you're, you're, the younger version of yourself would be so proud of where you are now. And like, they want you to keep going, but also be proud, like take a second every day, like the gratitude and like, just take a second to like, I'm up, I woke up today. I'm really thankful for that. I'm really thankful for everything that has 
gotten me to where I am today. So I think that's so special. I, I can talk to you for hours about like any of this, but I think for someone who wants to get more into their intuition, like what are your signs that like something like for me, like my anxiety, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I get like, I don't know. Like I, I have like this, like my, I get physical symptoms of it. Like where like my body is telling me I got to do something. Is it physical for you? Is it mental for you? How do you lean into your intuition for someone who it wants to do that, but has never tried to do that before or know how to? That's a really good question. That's a really great question. I mean, for me, I just feel like it's personal. I feel like it's something I, I started note, like taking more note of in the last year. I've always known because I've always kind of like had gut feelings. I don't know how to describe it. Like I feel like literally in my gut, like in my stomach, like I feel like if a situation's off or like something's off, um, it's just like, I guess it is kind of like a physical feeling I get like in my stomach. Um, but also just like tuning into like common sense as well. And like, and like really knowing yourself, I think it all starts with like truly getting to know yourself, which is like why for me journaling really helps and forming like a healthy routine is really important for me. And I feel like when you become closer, you get closer to becoming who you're supposed to be. I guess maybe that's when it kicks in a little bit more when you're more yourself, if it makes sense. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think and it totally makes sense. I think it's so hard right now. Like we were talking about earlier, like all the noise and like Instagram and social media and like TikTok and everyone starting their own businesses. It's really easy to get caught up in that. So I think taking the time to learn yourself and really be in tune with yourself. And I don't know, there's so many ways that people do that. Like sometimes I think, well, obviously being off of your phone, journaling, going for walks without like, like just no distractions and really like, it's hard and it's scary, but taking the time to think about those things and really like dig deep and like learn about yourself. And it's scary. It's hard. It'll, it might make relationships really difficult for a while because you're, at least for me, I was a lot more on edge while I was going through that discovery process. And you also start losing a lot of friends and like weight in your life that you didn't realize you had, or maybe you knew that they weren't good for you, but you, they were your friends. So you didn't want to be mean or whatever, but it's a hard journey. But I think once you start going into that journey, one, you can't stop because it's like, you want to be better and you start feeling good. I'm like, okay, I want to feel good more. Like, how do I do that? But it definitely is a difficult journey, but it's so going back to, it's so rewarding when you, you start as an intuitive person, you start getting that tingly, like, okay, like I'm doing the right thing for myself. I'm going like, this is where I'm meant to be. I want to keep going. So where do you see yourself in the next? Like, I don't want to look too far into the future because we all learned last year that that could change in an instant, but what do you think is next for you? You want to scale soldier social. You would love to have more businesses continuing to grow on social media. You're going to stay out in LA. Like what, what's next for you guys? Oh gosh. Um, definitely growing, you know, my social media presence is really important to me because I want to connect with more people and inspire more people. That's the whole reason I started my Instagram journey. Um, my why is to inspire people and help um, you know, young girls like build confidence. I hope that my Instagram helps people do that by showing my most confident self. I hope that that helps others. 
So definitely growing my social media presence is huge. I really hope that grows. I know that it will. I always speak positive into the universe about it. I think it's something that I meant to do is have a platform. And so, you know, I know the universe will bring that to fruition. Um, we're staying in LA another year. We just resigned our lease. So we'll be out in Los Angeles. I'm excited to start experiencing the city a little bit more now that things are open again. I'm really excited to kind of take advantage of what LA has to offer because for the last two years, it was really tough. Um, and so now that I'm like starting my business and I have all these great things going, I want to start meeting people, networking, you know, making friendships, building relationships. So just kind of like enjoying where I'm at, but I am a future thinker. And so I always have a million things in my brain. Um, so we'll see what kind of passion comes next and what I'll start. I think that's, I love that, that you want to, it's so true because you moved right before everything kind of shifted. And I think a lot of people, like our age group, especially like graduating college right before or during the pandemic and you move to your big, your big city job, but you haven't been able to explore everything that comes with that yet. So I think a lot of us in our age group are, are feeling, are leaning into that, like learning what your city has to offer and going out there and seeing, you know, looking for all those opportunities. I think that's so important too. And networking is a big one, especially in what we do. It's all networking and collaborations and building relationships with people and brands and I'm excited to see what's next for you. Um, I want to come visit. I haven't been to LA since 2017. So I need to make a trip out there sometime next year, the following year after the bar exam and come meet all my IG friends like in real life. I've been saying that to everyone. I'm like, I want to do fashion week and I want to do like, I want to go out to LA and like experience like the, the influencer life in LA, even though I would never live there personally. Like I want to be more in tune with like the big cities. And I love to like, that's why I love having like eventually my own career path to be an entrepreneur myself. Like I don't want to be tied down to one city. Like obviously I'll raise a family in one place. I'll always live in Miami. I'm pretty sure, but I want to be able to travel and like have like friends in each city and like communities in each city and like the building, the relationships online allows you to have that. So I think that's so special, but I'm very excited to see what's next for you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, where can everyone find you? Share your your blog, share Soul Dream Social's Instagram, share your Instagram, your TikTok, everything. Okay, well, first of all, thank you for having me. And I can't wait to meet you one day. I know we're just, it's, we're going to have the best times ever. I can't wait. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Instagram at GG Trends. That's my fashion and lifestyle page. That's where I'm at every day. So definitely connect with me there. But also at Soul Dream Social or souldreamsocial.com. If you're interested in any social media consulting services, I offer that there. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave it a rating and review. Give it five stars. Please subscribe. Please follow. Please follow me and Gigi. Give Soul Dream Social a follow. Don't forget to screenshot as you're listening and tag both of us so we can share the love of the show. It's the best way to grow the show and it would mean so much to me. Anyway, hope you guys had a beautiful day. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I'll see you guys next week.